Yo, yo, yo. This is your distinguished, blessed, and highly favored host, Jay Williams. I want to welcome you to the Dream Team 9-2 podcast. This is a special, special, special episode. This will be narrated and hosted by Jazz herself. So myself, Ice Cold, nor Bill from the BX will be behind the mic. But what we're bringing you today is an all-women's episode. Women of color and women in uniform. Post, post, um, they might be in un- they might still be in uniform or they just might be retired or just moved on to bigger and better things. But we want to bring something to our female listeners, give you a special, special episode. Something that the female listeners can sit back, press play and enjoy. So I want to welcome you. Thank you and thank you for rocking with us. Enjoy the episode. Hey, and this is Jazz. Today is a very special episode. This will be Dream Team's first all-women's pod. We are dedicating this episode to all of our women. Women that serve, still on duty, and all of the women that have fallen. May you rest in peace. Breonna Taylor, Katherine Johnson, Corinne Gaines, Tay Jefferson, Tiasia Anderson, Michelle Caucus, Charlene Laos, Parlee Golden, I'm so sorry if I messed up your name, Kayla Moore, Sandra Bland. And a special shout out to our hardworking, hustling, money-making, go-getting, strong-loving black queens. Yes. On behalf of the Dream Team Podcast, we uplift you. We stand with you. We love and support you. I would like to thank all of our viewers and listeners. And I want to thank Jay, Bill, Ice, our our manager, Lauren. Thank you for letting us use this platform today. So, in the building, we have guests from two different branches, Army and Navy. And ladies, can you please introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what branch? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm Lauren, um, 10 years active duty Navy. My name is Corinne, 10 years active duty Navy. I'm Amani. I just retired from the Navy after 20 years. Yay. I'm Tia. I'm Army, six years. So do you ladies have any shout-outs? We like to give shout-outs on this podcast. You know, shout-out any of your family members, anybody you surf with. Give them shout-outs right now, y'all. I want to give a shout-out to the ladies here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for um, being open to sharing your stories. And just thank you. Let me shout-out Lauren because she's sitting right next to me. <laughs> and I was voluntold um, to come and talk with her. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out my babies, um, Amir and Emil. They're twins, and they told me to um, make sure I give them a shout out. Yes. I want to shout out my two girls, Nia and Nyla, and also my sister Didi. She's the one who put me on this. Yes. Yeah. I'm oh. Didi's sister. Hey. That's how I know how to do Didi too. Hey, ladies. I'm glad you guys are here with Thank us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. So, listen, we're going to get right into this. Like, some of the topics are very touchy, and then some of the topics, we're going to be with the shits. So, <laughs> I just want to know when you're in the store or wherever you at, what is your turn down line at a guy when he's trying to holler at you? I'll go. Don't ever fucking ask me what my name is. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Yo! <laughs> Tell me your name first. Hello, my name is whatever your name is. Respect. What's your name? Respect. Don't ask me what my name is. I don't know who you know. Yo. Tell me your name first. And that's how you turn them down? I'm yes. scared. No, no, I don't turn them down. I just say, hey, don't come up to me and ask me what my name is. He gonna walk away. Hello, my <laughs> name is so-and-so-and-so. What's your name? Oh, my. 
shit. <laughs> yeah, that was deep. That was deep. Like I would, I would be like, never mind. <laughs> because I carry myself in a certain way. Do I look like somebody that you could walk up on and say, "What's your name?" For what? What are you gonna do with it? If I tell you my name, what you gonna do with that information? Right. So they say, "Can I have your number?" Well, what you gonna do with that? Right. You gonna use it? You gonna, gonna call me? Away. You gonna post it in the bathroom? What you gonna do? With it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. What's yours, Jazz? So every time a guy comes up to me, I'm so sick of, you know, giving him like a lame excuse and then they just keep coming at me, coming at me. So now I just be like, look, I'm not dating. I don't want no friends. I don't want to have no sex. I don't want to even leave nobody. So now they just be like, okay, respectfully. And they just walk away. So I just, I just like tell them everything I don't want and they just walk away. I'm over it. You're over it. Okay. <laughs> over it. <laughs> um, I was told I have a rest of bitch face. Like I already look automatically mean, which oh. I'm not. But I always hit them with, I'm good or I'm gay. Yo, that don't mm, hurt. They be like, bring a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, just tell them you like, you know, girls that look like dudes and they're not with it. <laughs> with the strap. <laughs> with the strap. Bring the strap. Get the strap. <laughs> what about um, you, Mommy? I try to be nice because the male ego is pretty fragile at times. So, you know, I just respectfully tell them, I'm about to get deployed. And they Aww. Aww, But then what if they be like, deployed? We can be having a long distance relationship. <laughs> I What's up? Do that. <laughs> I tell them it's like going to jail. You know, I'm about to go do this bid. Oh, I'll see you when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much is a bid. I'll just be like, nah, I'm good, shorty. Oh. And, <laughs> and if they seem like really crazy, I just be like, oh, yeah, let me give you my number. Because them be the type that uh, follow you out the store and be yes. trying to like get your license plate. Yeah. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know what? That is good. You do got to give the number just in case. They be like, this is the wrong number. Uh-uh. You know, they try to call it like right there. Right there in your face. And then, then it's like a block right after that. Right. It's a block sign <laughs> for that. I'm crying. I'm so good. Okay. So I just want to know, do you feel like the military detached your femininity? I don't got no earrings on right now because I forget. How about you, Amon? I agree. Like, I'm retired. I still ain't got my nails done. Like, for it's real? still an adjustment uh, period for me. Um, like, even with this hair, I was like, ooh, like, I'm out of regs. Like, you just feel so far removed from it. Right. It, it's crazy. Right. You um appreciate not having the extra cost to get your nails done because that stuff is expensive. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, hair, nails. That's like you a $1,000 cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, your hair, your nails, your toes. Lashes or whatever, so I, I could respect, you know, that little break and not having to kick out that money. <laughs> How about you, Lauren? Um, I feel like you have to be extra tough right. because um, we're outnumbered anyway. Right. So it's like you, you don't want to be the female that use your femininity to get ahead because... Mm. I don't know about the army, but automatically when you step on the boat, you don't want to be labeled as a boat hoe. Mm. So you wow. have to keep this guard up and, you know. So what makes you labeled a boho? Like how you look or is it like what would make you say, oh, she's a boho? Like think? what is the, I mean, like. No, I'm, I'm asking both of you. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying he was a boho. <laughs> boho. So, all right. So um, the first command I was at, I was, I was dating somebody. Then we got married. Um, and I'm just keep it real. Like my second command, I met somebody else, and so people already knew that I was married because when you're the when you're the new girl on the ship, then you become like the hot ticket, right? Mm. Um, but I guess if you date him and date her in different divisions or different departments, then I, I guess that labels you as a boat hoe. Because okay. guys talk, so do girls. Yeah. Um. So I I don't really know. 
and, and sleeping around with different people. Yeah, you don't even have to be sleeping with them if you don't deal with certain men. Like I said, the fragile male ego. Right. They'll tell other people, yeah, I, I hit that. And just, you know, dare. just smear your name for no right. reason. That's crazy. And yeah. it makes it awkward for you to defend yourself because they're going to take his word right. over yours. And um, that makes me go into, you know, saying, how do you survive in a male-dominant workplace? Like, how do you guys deal with that? Like, mm. how do you get around with, you know, them being over top of you guys and, you know, predominantly being the masculinity of the, how do you deal with that? So my last unit, I was in the infantry unit. It was all males. I was the only female. But I was married at the time, and my husband was with all the shits. <laughs> and he's 6'4". So I wasn't really too worried. Right. But you do have to you have to keep up, to be honest. Like, right. your PT got to be up there. Like, you got to know how to be nice, but how to let them know, like, hey, shut it down. Right. Don't even take it there, you know. But you definitely don't want to seem like the weak link, weak, weak link because you're like the woman. Right. But you just have to have like boundaries and and set set your own limits. Be like, hey, this is what I'll do, and this is what I'm not gonna do, you know. But it's definitely it can get right. challenging because you don't want to be like the last person in line, basically, just because you're the woman. So you got competition and they all men. And that's a good thing that you said your husband because your husband was your covering and he was able to cover you. But as a person that would be in the uh, military Navy and they're single and they don't have that covering, they're pretty much fending for self. Yeah. If you don't know anybody and you're from out of state, like that could be hard. Well, I'm from Chicago and I don't play that shit. So <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm a real nice person, but... Disrespect will not be tolerated by anybody. Right. So, you know, you just respectfully make that known and it's a little bit easier for you. Right. So, I had the advantage of um, my uncle being in the Navy at the time. So, he just basically gave me all the, listen, you got to do this, you got to do this. Um, and he made sure that I came in with all that knowledge of knowing how it is in the Navy, especially being a woman and being black. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing he made sure I knew coming in. Um, especially don't get pregnant at this time, don't do this, don't do that, because automatically whatever you bring on is, oh, that didn't come in your sea bag. I don't know what the term is for the Army, but we were always told that didn't come in your sea bag, that baby didn't come in your sea bag, you know. So he just made sure that I had that game face on as soon as I signed that contract. I think that from my first experience was in boot camp. Um, there was this RDC who used to like sexually harass me, right? Mm -hmm. So once I got to my first command, I already knew what was gonna. I already knew what it was. But I got brothers, yes. so I can tell you to kiss my ass in many ways. Before, by the time you got home, she just told me to kiss her ass, but I said it in a different way. So I have never had an issue with like telling somebody, "I'm cool on that. Leave me the fuck alone." Right. And then they'll usually keep it moving. Um, there are some women who, I don't want to say they don't speak for themselves, but mm, I'm in the military, he's above me. Oh, no, we're not doing that. Right. You got a wife? Oh, okay, because I saw you with her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, again, in boot camp, I, think, I don't think people really understand what happens in boot camp, but the first time I experienced, like, a super sexual harassment was in boot camp. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it was in boot camp. 
So by the time I got to my first ship, I was like, oh, okay, I see what y'all doing. Right. But I get it, right? You're in close quarters with the other sex. You're going to be attracted to them. Right. So you got to check them at the door. Don't touch me. And then I'll stop. I guess for most women. That was just my experience. Amon, do you have any? Definitely. Um, you have to have tough skin. Yes. Um, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Uh, certain people, they will try you. But like they, the ladies say, you got to stay on your ground. Right. Now, have you ever experienced where you've seen, like, you yourself have tough skin, mm -hmm. but have you seen, like, your shipmate or, you know, your peers being, you know, pushed over by males? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. On my, when I was on the George Washington, and I was on the Rose of the Eisenhower, my, L, my CD, uh, LPO told me I was a loose cannon. Yep. Wow. Sure am. I'm a loose cannon. Don't mess with Leave me. Leave me the fuck alone. Don't mess. I'm going to do my job. Leave me alone. Simple as that. So I wasn't a bitch. I was just direct. Right. But but, but what did you see with other women? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess, you know, you got people coming from all different parts of the world or country. And they they never really been exposed to, like, damn, I'm out here by myself. Mm. I don't got my brothers. I don't right. got my daddy. I'm out to sea. We in River City 1. I can't even call them. Right. So you just deal with it the best that you can. It's a mentality. I love how you guys said, speak up. So for all you listeners out there, if you are still serving, speak up so that your voice is heard so that, no, you can't do this, and I don't care. Speak up. And I love that you guys said that. Yes, I love it. I love it. Notice how the transition went from the dungarees. Remember mm, the dungarees? The fitted your pants are tight. In right. my coveralls, I was sexy as shit in my coveralls. You said sexy. Yeah, I was sexy sex in my coveralls. <laughs> and I knew I was sexy. And I wasn't yes. going to hide my sexuality for nobody. This is right. who I am. But, um, I'm, you know, they changed the outfit now, right? But back then, it was your waistline was small because you got to pull your belt in and they got to be proper. Right. not saying the sure Navy is. was trying to sexualize it, but, yeah, you're showing my figure. Right. So now they changed it. Right. So... Listen, why do we these men be in the friend zone? What's up? Like, they want to know because we keep friend zoning them. Like, I'm going to keep it honest. You're in the friend zone because I'm not attracted to you. You straight up ugly. Like, I don't want to say ugly, <laughs> but ugly. Like, you nice and all, and you cute. I mean, you're not cute. You're not cute. Your clothes is probably cute, but, like, nah. But I don't want to hurt your feelings. That's why. So I continue to be your friend without hurting your feelings. But reality is, I don't want to date you. Like, why do these men be in the friend zone? Like, they want to know how they can get out. Like, <laughs> Some men ain't strong enough to be with me. Yes. Like, I'm, yes. I'm a very like outspoken person. You know, I consider myself a hustler. Yes. Like I'm young. I'm not even 30 years old, and I'm way more accomplished than get it. People 40 years old. I I, have I my love own it. Home. Mm. You know, I just bought myself a new truck. My kids well taken care of. You know, so I have benefits. I have assets, yes. and I'm not willing to accept something less than that. Because Period. if you don't add, you subtracting. Mm. And I'm not going to let you subtract from nothing that I built. It. So, yes. you know, you cool, but you're not on my level. Mm. And if you're not willing to work hard and hustle to get to my level, and you're willing to just, you know, be okay with the average, then right. we can be averagely friends. Right. 
Right. I love it. I okay, love it. Okay, to you. I All love right. it. I'm here. <laughs> Deep. It's inspiring me, yes. y'all. It's inspiring me. Come on, come with it. I'm loving everything. Yes. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just out here living my best life. Like, I've been married. I got three kids. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of meat out here, and I'm, I'm trying to taste it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No pause. No pause. <laughs> no pause. We're here. So I'll say um, I have five kids. Um, but I will say that I'm I'm on my grown woman shit right now. Facts. Period. Like when I was in the Navy, I used to do some shit, and then I think back on I'm like, damn, Corinne, you really did that. But for me, and this is just me because I have a lustful spirit. I'm gonna put that out there, right? <laughs> I already know what I'm gonna do with you when I meet you. Mm-hmm. So right. you already know if we friends or if we doing something else. You already know. So there's right. I don't leave no room for no kind of um, gray. Yeah, like you already know. Me and Corinne just friends. Yeah, that's what we are. We friends. We friends. And you ain't going nowhere else but there. We friends. But you'll be surprised how many men are, are just like, not men are, but men will wait in the background until you say, all right, well, wait, let's, wait, let's no wait longer be chance, friends. No right. waiting. Yeah. Is that clowns for waiting? Is it what? Is they clowns for waiting? Like, you will wait like a whole century. So Listen. Um, hey, some people ain't got no wait time. <laughs> There's no expiration day. Right, right. But I think, I think again, I don't know about trouble. For me, it took growth, like, to grow up. Like, I really, yes. really had to grow up. There were situations that I got into, and I'm like, damn, bitch, you did that? So I had to grow up. But mm, for me, like, you already know if we friends or if we're not friends or if we could just, I don't want to talk on the phone because this right. costs money. Period. Just cost money to talk on the phone. <laughs> oh, you want to go out? Cool. You you picking me up or are you putting gas in my car? But I could put my gas in my own car. I don't really need you to do that. But are you willing to do that? Hmm. Um, that just determines if we're gonna be friends or not. Yes. I don't have any friends. friends. Let me just put that out there. No <laughs> friends. No friends. No friends. I have a husband actually. <laughs> Excuse me. It's my hubbo. I'm crying. Shout out, Mr. <laughs> <Hamilton laughs> Senior. You done? Nah, um, friend zone for me, uh, I don't know. It's a touchy subject because I feel like if you keep them in a certain zone, it's like you're giving them hope that they have a chance. So that's Mm. why they're waiting five, ten. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Yes. they do. They be in the queue for a long time. Yeah, listen. Oh, like years. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I never Never, finished that. Yeah, you said, I ain't waiting. I'm out. I don't know. I ain't waiting at all. <laughs> Not many years. They don't wait. Years. You don't realize it because they're waiting. They're waiting. They're watching. And how I think that they determine is they watch your activity, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they say, ooh, that looks like a chance. Let me jump in there. You know what's crazy? I've never dealt with anybody that didn't know what it was. That's good. No great area. I think because you're a very straightforward You know person. what it is. Yeah. Like if you see me out in town with somebody else. You already know what it is. There's no need to text me who's that, run up on me, none of that. You already Ooh, know what it is. <laughs> really, I'm being honest. Yeah, it's being a honest. learning moment. Yeah, you, yeah. Already, you already know what it is. Yes. I, I never, need to speak up. I <laughs> never allow them that space to think it's something. Well, I'm, I'm lying because I'm manipulative. Yo, I'm crying. <laughs> oh, shh. I am. I'm lying. Jesus, because I'm lying because I'm a manipulator. Lauren, I would like for you to read the next one. So, um, actually, we had this conversation, and I have these conversations amongst my friends and family. Thank you. Why do black women feel so unprotected by our own men? Because they wear damn skirts. Uh, Skorts? Skorts. (laughs) They wear fanny packs. 
sachets and shit. They don't wear that shit in fucking Chicago. They throw it in the baby. You coming with that real shit, baby. <laughs> baby. Yes. You know what? That new trend is men are kind of dressing like women. Do you think that's why we feel unprotected? It's not the only reason, but when you see a man and he, y'all got the same pants on, how he going to, what he going to do? His pants going to split. He tried to not fight on for you. split, sis. <laughs> my, my thing is I think that the same men that are supposed to protect us is the one who hurts us the most. Indeed. From here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. So the person that, that's put in your life to protect you, i.e. your father, mm. right, your grandfather, they don't protect you. So if, is it safe to say that we don't understand what protection looks like? Mm. Amen. We don't know what it looks like because the man that is supposed to protect me is beating my mother up. So now I'm afraid of you. Yes. So my perception of what protection looks like is distorted. So when a man comes in and tries to take control, oh, nah, I, that, that's not how this works. Right. Again, our perception of what a, a man is supposed to do Amen. starts from here. What you think, Money? Trauma. I mean, that, that was, was deep. deep. I never was thought deep. about it that way. <laughs> that but was you, deep. You was on par with that one. But, yeah, we... They out here just wilding out, chasing behind the... The white bitches. Okay. Period. And they age like old milk. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, like, <laughs> no chill. Yeah, all these Kardashians. And mm. it's just like, really? You want to be with a chick that wants to be what we are. Indeed. Authentically. Mm. Like, it's, it's just unreal. It's unreal. But I don't see them at these marches. Mm. I don't see them, like, standing for y'all the way black women are built to stand for black men. So I'm always baffled when I see them choose a Becky. Hold on. Right. I, I got to, I know we're not supposed to cut each other off, but we said when black women are taught to stand up for black men. I disagree. And it's, it's a generational thing, right? I hear too often mothers telling their sons, you ain't going to be shit like your dad. Mm. So you're wow. already telling him he ain't going to be shit. The words of So life. then the daughters are hearing that too. My daddy mm. ain't shit, damn. Well, the man that I marry, he ain't going to be shit either. But again, y'all, and I know this is a little deep. I know this is a, you know, a curse word type podcast. But for me, I look at, you know, how we were raised in these generations. And for, for me, I never learned how to respect a man because my father didn't respect my mother. In turn, she didn't respect him. So I don't know how to respect him. I just didn't. Right. But you, you grow to oh, learn I have to, to grow up. Right. 38 years old. And I, if I don't got it by now, I'm fucked because I have three boys. Right. But I, my boys will never hear me say, your daddy ain't shit. Right. And a lot of times the men are broken themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wanted to, how do you identify a broken man? Like, when they come to you, how do you identify? I know with me, when I see a man that's too needy, like they need a woman all the time and they need to be in a relationship all the time. Or if I see a man that's very manipulative, I can see deep through him to know that he's broken himself. And he can't be no good to me if he's broken. So how do you identify when you see a broken man? So look at how that man treats his daughters mm. or his sisters or his mother, mm. the more important, the most important women in his life. If he can't, if he curses his mama and fuck yous and all this, how do you think he going to treat you? Mm-hmm. Or you think because you have his child that he going to treat you better or treat your daughter better? Mm-hmm. He can't treat the person who birthed him good. Right. So right. just look at 
you know, how they treat the women around them, even if it's if it doesn't go as far as meeting their parents. Just look at how you treat people as a whole. Yes. And you can tell, you know, why are you talking shit about her or whatever? Or mm-hmm. look how they may down their baby mamas or something. And you may be the one that ain't shit. She just may not want to be with you because of that reason. Right. But right. don't talk down on her because she's raising your child, especially if she's a good mother. Right. But look at how they treat the women in their life and kind of reflect on how they're going to treat you. Yes, their character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl, you said that. All of it. Y'all so yes. smart. All of it. <laughs> I love it. Y'all love so it. smart. Um, but to piggyback off of what she said, um, as far as, you know, a man taking care of his children, like if you listen to people talk, they're telling you exactly how they're how they going to act. Like, you got to listen to him. Yeah, my baby mama caught me again. That bitch, she's stupid. What? Wow. When, when did she turn stupid? Because you fucked her and y'all had a baby. Seriously. Right? So then we got other women who are joining into relationships with these men who don't take care of their kids. Mm. Right? If you can't take care of your responsibility, there's nothing you could do for me. At all. And and vice versa. Right? If a, if a chick can't take care of her kids and they always at grandma's house or whatever, then that's her responsibility. I'm looking for a hustler. Right? Mm. I yes. Uber. I Lyft. I got a full-time job. I got a part-time job. And if somebody said, hey, Corrine, go pick that shit up over there, how much you going to pay me? And when you need that done by? Because I'm a hustler. So I'm looking for somebody to match my hustle. Match the energy. Yes. If he can't hustle, then he might be broken. He why might can't be. he hustle? Why can't you get it? Why can't you get it? Let's mm, go get it together. Get it. Mm. Yeah. And if he a leech, watch out for them leeches. Woo! And because be dirty, too. Like, the, these men be homeless, baby. Yo, they my first husband... Every time I went out to see this nigga, ain't had no job no more. What? What? Swear to God, he would get a job, and when I come back home, he ain't got no job no more. So I'm like, what's what up with the that? Fuck? Why you can't hold a job? Why you can't hold a job? Mm-hmm. But again, I didn't love him. I lusted him. Mm, so that was yeah. my fault. I hate being in between of lust and like. What? Uh, how do you get out of that? Listen, <laughs> we don't want to talk about. Uh, lust. I got a problem. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like I feel like that. That's the attraction. Like if I'm not attracted to you, bro, like. I need that. I need that. I need that. Yes. Oh my God. They know they got that good meat, so they gonna <laughs> they, they gonna use it to their advantage. If that's the only thing they, they coming sweet. with, then it's the power in the pan. They Still. they have to use that. They may not got no job, but when you come home from work, girl. And guess what? It's something sexy about a smart man, right? I was yes. talking to this guy like a long time ago, and he had been to prison, and he couldn't tell me three different parts of the government. <laughs> so I said. <laughs> You've been exposed to every single part. And make no mistake. I'm cool dude. Head game crazy. But Yikes. he's dumb. He's stupid. He was dumb. So but I was he packed more than a school lunch. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it was serious. But he was dumb. I can't do so that. So that was an automatic turn off. It was an automatic turn off. Because can you read? Because you can read that. The three different parts of the government. But you've already been exposed to that. That was a turn off. And don't even right. know. Right. Because you had plenty of time. Of right. Oh, wow. For me, it was. It, a sign it was a sign of brokenness, of weakness. weakness yeah. like, all of that. Insecurities. On, Let's get into this. Insecurities. Mm. Because I feel like men choose looks versus loyalty because of their own insecurities. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you feel like men pick looks versus loyalty? Well, that's the law of attraction, y'all. Right. Right? We pick but, a car because we like it. We pick a house because we like how it looks. We pick a mate because we like how it looks. It's just. But what law. about when you get in the car and trash, test drive it and the shit is raggedy? 
Well, yeah, that's. You know. Are you going to get out? Or you going to keep stay driving loyal to it? Right. Nah, I've never really had. I had the issue once again with my first husband. Like, I mean, he must have been fine as hell. No, he he wasn't. Oh, okay. He was. I mean, he was cute. I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid, but um, laws of attraction. We we go after what looks good. Right? We go online and we see an outfit that looks good and we buy that shit thinking we're going to look like the mannequin. Like, we get it on. It's like, what the fuck? But it looked good on her. When we get it on us, it doesn't even look the same. Right. So we, we go for things that we are attracted to visually. The brain processes things first through the eyes every single time. And if you get it for cheap, he's mm. not going to value it. Not so at all. Men like expensive, flashy things, ladies. For a discount. Well, this was a hundred dollars. <laughs> Ain't getting no discount. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Imani? I mean, I feel like the ratchets—they winning. They out here winning. The um, wrestling suits and the first slip. The ratchet or the look? <laughs> what you feel like? Well, it, ratchets look good too, though. Right. Get they get they yeah. ass done. You know, it, it's a lot going on. So, and I don't understand, especially with the asses. Like, shit be looking atrocious, but that's what these men are attracted to. They paying thousand yeah. dollars for. Ass and selling it for forty, crazy. Forty, <laughs> forty dollars. But forty dollars a pop, they, they uh, that add up to them. So pretty <laughs> they much, they nah. get enough forty to come out. <laughs> Body count on four hundred. <laughs> nah. <Whoa. laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. And even like with my dad. Okay, so he's been married to his wife for about twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's older. She don't have no kids. And he, oh, he wild. He be out here in these streets. He put mm-hmm. heavy, <laughs> heavy. And she don't say shit. She don't say shit. <laughs> oh, she knows. Is she, she knows. over 60? Yes. That's so that her thing school. is, as long as you take care of home. But I'm just like, I ain't no fucking way. We were talking way. about that earlier about monogamy. Ain't no I fucking ain't way. Right Please don't. Because <laughs> it's controversial. Very. But that's like back in the day. Like you take care of home, you could do whatever you want. I'm not about that. Like this is a new. But generation. you think grandma ain't have a man on the side? I don't know, man. Nah, they might want to go check the um, the plumber. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Larry across the street. You might want to get a Q-tip, <laughs> swab that mouth. He was laying pipe. He was laying pipe when granddaddy was gone. You don't think mama was getting it in? Mm. Oh my goodness. So listen, the date was going great until. Oh. I left my card at home. What? I'm glad they got Apple Pay. What? <laughs> you better figure it out. You better cash at me. Cash at me. <laughs> you can't pronounce what's on the menu. Ooh. What we call it? Salmon? Salmon? <laughs> so, the date was going great until he started chewing. I hate it. <laughs> Is he uh, smacking? What? I can't stand, like, when I can hear your food, like, I can hear you chewing it. So That disgusting. bothers me. The date was going great until you started chewing. What about disgusting. you? So this dude, he came to my house, right? And he brought this little personal bottle of Patron. It had to be, like, $20 because I seen the receipt. Ooh. So I'm off for wine, so I ain't even touched his little funky bottle. And I swear he drank, like, half of it, and we ended up falling asleep on my couch. And so then... He woke up to go home. So I was like, cool. So I go upstairs. This nigga's calling me. So I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, blowing me up. He no. was like, yo, I'm on my way back to get my bottle. Are you <gasps> what? <laughs> what? 
I was done. I would have put water in it. I told him, I said, either you a straight alcoholic or you extremely cheap. Either way, I can't fuck with you. Or maybe both. He broke it. He coming back to get his bottle. Get his bottle, his half-drinking bottle. What about you, Tia? Um, mine is when we were out, we looked at the menu like, damn, how much this cost? I'm like, what? You didn't prep for this? Right. You, you We can go wherever I want to go. What? <laughs> That's what you and said on the, the phone. <laughs> he got the bill. He was like, damn, did I break a window? I was like, a window? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, let me get out of here. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Oh, my goodness. So, listen, y'all. We went to this local bar by my house called Loafers. I did not want to go there because that's like the local bar. Like, I know everybody in there. Mm. So, it was like on a Friday night. So, he like, all right, let's go to Loafers. Boom. We get there. We sitting in there. Next thing you know, my cousin walks up. So, he was like, yo, what's up, Jazz? Yo, you on a date and shit? So, I was like, um, yeah, y'all, I'm on a date. And he was like, oh, what's up, yo, I'm my cousin. So, then he was looking like, that's your people's? I was like, yeah, that's my cousin, his mother, my sister, aunt, brother, whatever, to try to explain that was my cousin. Right. Next thing you know, my homeboy walks in, comes over to the table. He was like, yo, what's up, Jazz? Second nigga that talked to me. And he was like, damn, like, you know a lot of people. So, I'm like, oh, man, like, yo. It's not looking good for you It's not looking good for me. Lastly, my brother walks in and he was like, damn, yo, what's up, yo? You on a date, yo, and shit? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, damn, yo. I said, yo, this is my brother. Same mother, same father. Like, in real life, this is my brother. He was like, nah, yo, fuck all that shit. I'm out. He said, here's wow. the money for the check. I'm out. And he straight left. No contact after that? No contact. And I get on Facebook and, and like, years later, y'all, y'all, he married. Like, <laughs> Your yo, fellas look hurt. <laughs> he married, y'all. He was fine. Like, he was fine. He had a good government job. He was like, nah, shorty didn't talk to three niggas. He was not feeling it. And he wrote out. And I was like, damn, like, why he do me like that? Like, I, I bet you like, won't go there no more with a date. I should have said no. I should have spoken yeah. up. Like, no, I do not want to go to Loafers. You know what? That's a local bar. I'm from that town. I right. know people. I don't you want set them yourself answer. up. I set my goddamn self up. Mm. <laughs> it's to be more careful. Be yes. more careful. Be more careful. Tia, you, you want to introduce the next topic? Uh, where we at? Where we at? Ooh, I didn't find the black man, the broken man. No. Um, oh, because we talk about them broken folks. Yeah, them broken folks. Um, how do you find being a mother and a breadwinner? Ooh. The balance. Let me let me start this. So, I am a single mother, divorced. Um, military retired. Don't hate y'all, because I only did six. You ever talk? Yes, baby. Get the blue yeah. ID, baby. <laughs> Not even 30. Not even 30, baby. Um, I go to school, and I work, and I'm a contractor. So it's definitely hard. Do you have two? I have two kids. It's definitely hard, especially with this whole COVID going on, because daycare off the chain. mm and it even sucks more being a contractor because you're not active duty. So your rates are like sky high. Mm, wow. And then you got to come home, go to school, cook dinner, try to work out, drink water. Like, <laughs> get a nut. Can't yes. get that. You My had to throw that in there, huh? <laughs> Who you getting that at? That's important. 
You talking about at the business class or at the English? Cause right. My sister listening. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is it's a hard balance, and you have to have your own flow going. If you don't have some type of system, chart, flow, you gonna go crazy. Yes. So you just have to have your kids on board too. Yes. Your kids have to be on board. They have to know during this time. My kids know Saturday, eleven a.m. If I want on my way here, that's my workout time. That's that's my Saturday workout time. They know that. So you have to have your own balance and have your kids on board to even kind of get towards the right way, you know. So it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's definitely hard. I'm not as organized as you. I'm winging it, <laughs> but I'm winging it with a great support system. Mm. Um, my aunt, my mom. Even my daughter, my daughter's 15, and she sees that, you know, mommy needs a little help. She's working overtime, or she's going to school, or she's starting a business. She's doing this, and she's doing that. I'm winging it on God's grace, but I, I think I'm doing a damn good job. But that's a hard balance. When I was active duty, it, was, it wasn't easy because, um, well, now, as you guys know, when you first had a baby, when I was in, you only had six weeks, and you back out to sea. Wow. Now you have a year. Mm. Okay, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Is it two years now? It's one. It's one. It's one. Not it, enough. It was right. So you have a six-week-old baby, and you're about, and they, and they're going to send you on the first thing smoking. They're not. They don't have any leeway. They don't care about you. Just had a baby. Your body's not, you know, back to normal. But you're gonna get, you're gonna get on the first thing smoking. So when I had my first deployment, it was very, very depressing because I think I cried for maybe a month straight. Because I'm like, I'm leaving my kid. Right. She's not going to know me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Thank God I had a, a, a great support system once again. But I don't think everyone has that same support system, the same resources. I didn't. I missed ship's movement on purpose. Can you explain what ship's movement is? The ship went underway and I was not on it. Because I was no longer interested in leaving my children behind. My daughter was like, uh, my daughter, I went to my first ship. My daughter was three months old. Um, and I just knew that was life. That's just how, just how you do it. So my right. daughter's about to be 18 years old. And I'm still meeting her because I don't know her. Um, but it's, it's about balance and it's a mentality for real, for real. Like everything that I've done as far as going to school and everything like that is not for my kids. It's for me. But my kids will benefit. Right. But it's it's really hard. But nothing that I've done other than missing ships movement was for my kids. It was all for me. Um, I understand that I'm raising my children's, my grandchildren's parents. Yes, you are. And when I put when I when I listened to that, I was like, damn, that's so true. Um, but balancing as a as a military active duty with an active duty spouse is difficult mm-hmm. because the needs of the Navy took precedence. The needs of the Navy. They don't give a fuck. Oh, you, you got a baby? Oh, okay. Well, who's going to watch your baby? Where's your that's, family? That's, where's your baby? Right. Right. Like, that's yeah. where that term for us came. That baby did not come in your seat. Yeah. Yep. They say right. the Army, they ain't issued that. Right. They ain't issued right. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you're leaving your baby with like someone that they appointed. Absolutely. Right. So I left my daughter with my mom for a while until she died. So it's like, shit. So I didn't have anybody to leave my kids with. Um, and then we got, you know, some family come from New York or whatever, come. And, but it just, it wasn't me. It wasn't mommy. But I have a husband, and he's dope. 
Amen. He's dope in real life. So we were able to understand that what we were doing was raising kids. But it's hard. But it's doable. Understand. It's doable. Obviously, kids. we have someone who did 20, 20? plus years yes. with three kids. <clears throat> yeah, it, w- it was rough. So I'm from California. Um, when I had my son, I had him in Virginia, but I moved to California. And like you said, he was four months. I was on a mm-hmm. ship. And the message came out saying that now they're going to let people stay um, with their child until the child is one year old. So I'm oh. reading that message as I'm out to sea with milk still in my breast. Mm. And I was gone for seven and a half months. When I tell you my son did not know me, Mm-mm. would not come to me when I oh came back. God. And like you said, he's 14 and we still don't have that bond mm-hmm. like I do with my twins because I had that time with them. Right. right. So it's definitely hard. And that was like one of the biggest reasons that I was like, all right, I could have did four more years. But I was like, it's time to go. Time right. to go. It's time to go. I looked at my mm-hmm. daughter one day and said, who raised you? Because <laughs> she, she, sometimes she moves funny. And I'm looking at her like, well, damn, how did I miss that? Right. So you miss things and you, it's like you allow other people to raise your children. Right. And then you come back home every time and you meet them. But right. keep in mind that you're learning to live without them. Oh, wow. Right. So what are some things that you can give to people to teach them how to keep that bond even though you're still away like, what is something that you feel like you can share? Like, some techniques? I think the military needs to create more resources for transitioning from out to sea or deployment back into the real life. I don't think we have enough resources. Yes. When you come off that boat you're st- or, or any deployment, you're a robot. Mm-hmm. Even when you get out, you're still a robot. It took me so long to stop writing in all caps <laughs> after I got out. Mm-hmm. But that transition or you know, provide that counseling or whatever that person needs so they can transition back to being a mother, back to being a wife, back to being you, a human. Mm-hmm. Let me say this, because I don't, I don't want to downplay the military, because right. I've seen places in the world that a lot of my peers will never see. Right. right. But it prepared me to survive. Yeah. Right. It prepared me to have a, a stronger mindset, mind over matter. This is what I'm doing. I know I got some stuff going on back home, but this is what I have to do right now. So it really prepared me. Just just putting that out there. It prepared me to be the woman that I am and to teach me kind of sort of to grow up and really to survive. Mm-hmm. Rely on your strengths, rely on your spirituality. There's certain things that you got to tap into that I didn't tap into because I was 18 years old going away. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I get my own paycheck twice a month? Wow. And it's a good paycheck at 18. Twice a, a month? You don't pay me twice a month? I think the military should put in more fi- um, financial education. Definitely. Because I fucked my credit up early on, and that, and now I, I understand. You know, it, it's good now, but I... It, a long time to get that credit score back up, right? So I think as far as, you know, preparing people for the world, I think the military is not really, I don't want to say not doing its part because we're fighting, you know, for our country, but um, there are a couple of things they didn't teach us that probably should have taught us, but uh, they taught us a lot. Like, you had to learn it or get Oh, I'm not, I'm not taking that away because yeah. um, I think it changed me. The reason I joined the military because my environment wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't creating a great person at all so that was my ticket out so I appreciate everything that was taught but when you become an adult and a mom and a wife or whatever you may be there there's some type of block between the two 
Well, let me just say, to anybody <laughs> listening that's still active duty, take your fucking ass to medical. Yes, ma'am. Yes. You got a headache? Go to medical. Your toe hurt? Go to medical. Go to medical. Nobody Ranger. comes out the same way they went in. Yeah. Nobody. Something's wrong with you. Whether it's physical or mental, go to medical. Don't be ashamed to go to medical. And don't be ashamed to speak up. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because when I was in basic training, you they call you sick call rangers if you go to sick call. Malingering. Yeah, like it, mm-hmm. you just wasn't shit if you wanted to go to sick call or go to medical. But it was like I, I had a girl, she sprained her ankle like the second week. And they talked about her so bad, she just kept running, kept running. And in the end, she didn't pass boot camp because she couldn't, her ankle never healed. Wow. And they put her in the the fat people program. She's there for two weeks and still didn't make it because she didn't take that time to heal because of how bad they talked about her, you know, Mm -hmm. for for wanting to get help. And she wants to keep up with her peers, but you can't keep up with your peers and, and not get recycled because you're hurt. So take care of yourself first. Learn to take care of yourself and not don't care about what others say about you because when you get out, they not gonna pay your bills at all. Right. So not not only now is her ankle hurt, but now her mental is hurt too. Yeah, she was like really messed up, and now I see her on Facebook she work at Walmart. You know, and not mm. saying ain't nothing wrong with working at Walmart, but look at the career she could have possibly had. Yes. You know, if she would have had strong leadership that was telling her, hey, it, yeah, you know, if you hurt. Just sit down, you know, get get yourself some help. But instead, we got, not all leadership is bad, but there are some bad leaders out there that will, instead of help you, they'll talk shit about you. And that's wrong. So take care of yourself. Definitely go to sick call, whatever, medical, if anything wrong with you. If you ain't feeling it mentally, go. Don't, don't think that they going to put you down, especially like after deployments. My ex-husband went through that. It's like, oh, if you get on medication, like, you crazy this, or, you know, they always try to label you. And the Army kind of tough on people, especially combat armed people. Like, if you get hurt and you on profile, you weak. Mm-hmm. But why that man got to be weak because he's in pain or because he just seen his best friend get blown up? Right. And then you think he going to come back home and, and be a loving father or spouse or whatever. And what if he doesn't have that support system when he get home? Right. My, my ex-husband... You, he up there in the head, you know, and he's getting better over the years. What does that mean, up there in the head? Like a little he crazy. Ain't he ain't got it all. Like, oh. you know, he, you know, he's combat arms, and that's what he did for a living. He killed people for a living. Mm. Oh, my. You know, and I know this. This is documented. These ain't just, I've been talking, I did this and that. No, this is document kills. And when he right. came back, he was messed up. And that, uh, the family has to deal with that. Right. He used to leave our, our stove on, doors unlocked. Right. We'll go out on four days. We'll come back. The keys will still be in the truck. We've been gone for four days because his mind is somewhere else. Yeah. You know, they've been blown it. up so many times and convoys been flipped over that he got TBI. Mm-hmm. He got PTSD. You know, seeing your friends get blown up by IEDs and what you can't even call your family because they got you on blackout. Mm-hmm. So now your husband or wife or kids don't even know if you're alive for a day, two days. Oh, my. Because you on blackout. Mm. And if you don't got no inside, luckily I was supplied and I had supply friends. 
So a supplier always got a little line of communication. And that's how I used to check on my husband. Right. You know, because you don't know it's until they, they let you know. But it's a mental thing. Don't let nobody tell you not to get help because your family is suffering too. Yes. You know, so get get that help you need and get your spouse or your children that therapy or the support yes. that they need in order to help you so that y'all can be a family going forward. And right. don't give up. Like, if you have TRICARE, you no longer need a referral for mental health. You no longer need that. You can just go, present your ID, and you can get services. Military One Source gives 12 sessions for free, um, but TRICARE, is no long, you no longer need a referral. And they need to put that out there because mm-hmm. it's a lot of people going through stuff mentally, you know, and some people never even heal from their childhood. And that right. takes them Now to you're their, a trained killer. Oh, wow. Now you're a trained yeah. killer. Right. Wow. And... You know, what if something snaps in your mind, you know, or flashbacks like he's wake up in hot flash, like sweats, everything like I used to have to monitor him sleeping, you know, mm. and I got to get up at five o'clock in the morning, go to PT and go to work. Right. right. You know, so you just have to be careful and mindful of military individuals and get yourself some help if you need it. Yes. You know. That's my two cents. Well, that was good. Was he know. able to fuck? Girl, yeah! Okay. <laughs> 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 that probably was crazy. No, 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 no. This girl. It was It was bad. I honestly believe that my children's father is African or something. It may not be on his records. Baby, he was hung. I think I stayed a couple extra years. Just just I shouldn't have been married for so long, but I couldn't leave. <laughs> was like, you know what? I'm going to let this slide. I'm and he'll put anything quick. in his mouth. <laughs> just a little bit. Like, oh, just a little bit. <laughs> I had to stay in. I was I I at 19. I was young, baby. Yeah. Just got hot. She said, ooh. It did get hot in here. <laughs> what about <laughs> you, Monty? <laughs> <laughs> it got hot. <laughs> it got hot. Jesus, don't don't wait. Don't go back. Are you gonna go back? Woo, nah, I told y'all my um, sister listening. Y'all fucking. Oh, sorry. I thought <laughs> We're we going to move to the single motherhood during COVID 19. Yeah, let's How did y'all make out? How did y'all make out? So, Amazon and um, a lot of vibrators from Amazon. What? So it's one, it's a rose. Yeah, I got that one too. Listen. The vibrators. What yes. is it called? Can you, Tracy can you tell those. people what it I'm is? I'm scared of those. It, it, ooh. Y'all got to get the rose. It's a clit sucking rose. Ah. It, I, I, I saw that on Instagram. Is, is that the one that they was like, stop, this is not, you know, yes. a priority. Stop ordering that. Remember the guy from you Amazon when he TV and said, this is not, you know, stop ordering dildos. I, I saved my life. It's not essential. Save your life. Okay. It's not essential. It's not it essential. was either that or go crazy. So, How uh, old are your kids? Uh, the oldest is 14, and then oh. my twins are 11. And they all boys, and all they do is fart and fight. And I can't stand fart and, fight. and laugh and giggle. Right, I talk about how the Wi-Fi lagging, like, mm-hmm. get to my nerves. My son got yeah. a Wi-Fi so that saved your life. Yes. I'm glad I'm glad I was able to save you. The vibrator. <laughs> What about you? So I'm not a single mother. Um, I made the decision a couple of years ago to split my kids up um, because I truly believe, and I don't know how you guys feel, that boys belong with their father. Um, My husband and I had split for a while. um, And so 
I was pregnant. I had just finished grad school. I was working. And my oldest son was giving me so many problems. I just told the principal, stop fucking calling me. Deal with it. But my son was too much. And I said, my boys need to be with their father. So I don't, I don't have those problems that most people have. Um, but with the, with the pandemic, I'm, I was fortunate enough to continue working. But for, for women who still got to go to work. Right. Um, but your kids are home running up the light bill, the water bill, Child. food, all of that stuff. Um, I, I don't know how they how they make it. It's, mm. it's got to be hard. Um, but I'm a hustler. Don't make it work. And the, the, eventually, Dominion Power don't give a fuck about COVID-19. They're going to want that money. So right. just single parenthood in general is hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That with the pandemic, you're trying to get a nut. You're trying to get groceries. You're trying to get to work. You know, all these things that you just got to learn. Balance. Balance is the key. So I have two young kids, nine, and mm-hmm. my youngest one will be five in a week or two. And they were in school, free school. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I was appreciating that free school because right. they just, my youngest just got old enough to go to school. And I didn't have to pay the six hundred dollars a month for daycare. Mm. So Take wait, wait, six hundred. Wait, 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 wait. Hold yeah. on. That was just uh, so. Then I because I am a contractor and I work um, at the test pilot school. We are essential, so I, I have been con- able to continue to work. So they allowed the essential workers' kids to go to CDC, which was great. Um, and then they shut it down, didn't they? No, you can go only if your child, only if you're essential. Then um, your child can okay. go. Okay. You have to have a letter from your command saying that. Um, so your bring child your ass go. to work, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. They can go to CDC. I can drop them off in the morning, go to work, pick them up. Okay, cool and dandy. They look at your income. They say, all right, it's gonna be nine hundred a month. I said, okay, all right, fuck it. You know, whatever. I gotta do what I gotta do. Right. Then they hit me with. Oh, you're not active duty anymore, are you? I was like, no, I'm a contractor now. Oh, well, here's your new rates, seventeen hundred. What? Damn. For what? For two kids and my oldest daughter. Still. Oh my. My oldest daughter's nine. She can cook. She can clean. She can wash her clothes. Call nine one one. Call nine. <laughs> there she you got go. She got a phone. She has iPhone <laughs> ten, baby. Right. And she got all type of electronics. She can call whoever she need. But she's like a little mini adult. Right. So I'm gonna give you seventeen hundred dollars to watch somebody who could. By law in Maryland can watch themselves. Right. Right. But luckily, um, my niece who was supposed to be here today, she's with the kids right now. She's Air Force. She just recently got out of the Air Force. She's at home with the kids. Right. And, and her boys as well. So um That's huge. That's a blessing. That and and, a blessing. and it came in perfect timing because she just got out in June and then they hit me with that in like July. Right. So mm. it was just perfect timing. Um and then we just I just bought a house. Congratulations. So, thank yes. you. Yes. I just a um, house. So it's six of us, but I got a five bedroom house. Mm-hmm. So it worked out perfect. Perfect. Um, and she gets to be with her boys, and then my girls get to have somewhere mm-hmm. safe to be. And we just set up school for them at home. We set up a real schedule, a wake up time, a breakfast, snack, learning time, tests every Friday. They, they earn points and stars, you know. So we set up a real schedule for them to be engaged into school. <laughs> into school yes um so that's what's been going on with me in terms of the pandemic and it's just it has been hard because now i got four kids at home Mm. 
and they eat like crazy. They got cleaner. And I got a bigger house, and they're home all day, so they're eating. Yep. So now they're like Bill High. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they going through stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, in my mind, I make really good money. And, and I'm blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and she ain't even 30. I'm not even 30 yet. Period. I just turned 29 yes, in, yes. In, um, in July, July 4th. So mm-hmm. I'm doing really good for my age. And I want my kids to have the best, you yes. know, and, and learn responsibilities at the same time. Mm-hmm. But this pandemic has worked out for me because they get to be at home. They get to be safe. They get to be with somebody who loves and cares for them. Yes. They still get to learn and they get outside time, you know. And then I get to work a regular schedule. I don't have to worry about nights. And that is one thing that I do like because I get preference now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to work day shift. Congratulations, girl. Yes. You should write a book. Yes, you should. That's dope. Well, let me just say something. Let me get real ratchet about people who talk shit about people who send their kids to school in the pandemic, right? So I could work from home, but I can't have my three-year-old asking for juice. So she got to go to school. So you have people who are down, down, you know, talking shit about people who say, well, my kid's going to school. Because I got to go to work. Because yeah. I got to pay bills. Because I got to feed them. So, you know, people are saying, well, why would she send her kid to school? Because that bitch got to go to work. Yes. So don't, don't, don't downplay people's hustle. Because I hear that a lot. Well, I'm not sending my kids to school. Well, you're fortunate. Right. But some people got to send. They need to send their kids to school. Because they have to go to work. And um, my mom's a school bus driver, and she drives the disab- kids with disabilities. Mm. And it's a lot when you have a disabled child. Right. Those parents, they need Overwhelmed. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ooh. they're actually sending them back to school. You know, they need that help. Yeah. Or they're not going to grow because the parents don't have the tools to teach them, such as, you know, mm-hmm. the teachers that know how to train a kid with autism or whatever it is right. it may be. Right. They need to go to school. Yeah. And please understand everyone's family dynamic is not the same. It's not the same. Okay? And everyone cannot stay home. I'm an essential worker as well. There is no staying home for me. So instead of judging one, reach out. Maybe you can be an extra resource for them or, you know, hey, I can stay with your kids or they can come over this day. Right. Wouldn't that be great if a friend said, hey, bring your kids over here? Yeah. Right, because my son, he's about the about only child. What? <laughs> he said, come with you. I got to go to work. My son's the only kid, so he's like, uh, I need somebody to play with. Yo, you 14. Like, right. play with what? Like, oh, my God. So how how, how has it been for you? With- it's been good because at first my mom was able to help me out a lot. And my son is old enough to take care of himself. He can cook. He can clean. Mm-hmm. And now his friends, they all have iPhones, so they FaceTime each other all day long. So that makes them feel like they're still at school and they have their friends. Right. And, yeah, so they've been coming up with, all right, tonight we're going to have a talent show. I'm like, what y'all doing tonight on FaceTime? On FaceTime? Yo, they That's be dope. coming up with creative I stuff. Mm-hmm. I be like, are you serious? I said, well, what y'all doing tonight? Oh, we playing this. I was like, y'all are different, but I'm glad he's able to be himself and find some sane, some sanity through this COVID. How about you, Amon? So, yeah, like I said, uh, dildos from Amazon. Oh, dildos. <laughs> there you go. I, you still have 
still on that. Still Delta Money. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, and wine. Shout out to right. Stella Rosa. Okay. <laughs> so I really, really want to thank you ladies for coming yes. today. My heart is overwhelmed with all of the knowledge you gave me, with everything that you poured into me, and it's helping me to grow with everything hearing from you guys and I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you and um, I just want to shout out to Jay, Bill and Ice again and I want to thank Lauren and I want to shout out to all of our listeners, all of our viewers thank you for allowing this women's episode to reach you thank you so much and today my spiritual tip is actually a prayer I want to pray prosperity to everyone I want to pray blessings to everyone and I want to thank you all for coming today and being here amen amen any closing thoughts yes after ratchet any closing thoughts shout out to Bill for the um the package he put together to, for you ladies to protect yourself so you get some parting nice. gifts thank you Bill what? How about you? Go see a therapist. Everybody. We all need mental health uh, help. All of us. Definitely love yourself. Put yourself first. Don't be afraid of being selfish, as some people will say, because if you can't take care of you, who's going to take care of you? Right. So I don't know if y'all know who Susie Orman is, but she say people first, then money, then things. Money, yes. So understand that your people come first, your, your family, the people, the person that, or kids that you create, then money. Don't ever let that get in the way of loving your family. But And then things, material things are last. It's just money, right? It, now, we need, we need money to make yeah. things work. Now, yeah. we do need that money to make things work. But understand that you... The people come first. That that person in your life that loves you or you love comes first. And then you make that money so y'all can grow. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it. And my last closing thought is, what is done cannot be undone, but one can prevent it from happening again. Amen. I like that. Thank you, guys. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yes. We love you. Woo! Dream Team Podcast.